Hello, everyone. My name is Matt, and I'm one of the associate pastors here at Platwoods United Methodist Church. I am so glad that you joined us for worship here on our first week of Advent. We've got our trees, digital as they may be, trees nonetheless. We've got all kinds of things all over the church. Our Christmas music is, of course, playing throughout our service. We are so glad to be back in this season. Advent can be a difficult thing to plan for because we tell the same story over and over again. We want to make it fresh. As pastors, we want to make new ways for you all to hear about all of the great things um, that God did 2,000 years ago when Jesus entered the world. But it can be difficult to make new ways. And so we kind of leaned into that this year for this series. While we may talk about some things this year in new ways, We hope that you come with us on a journey that has been told from generation to generation. The theme for this entire series comes from the Gospel of Luke, and it's the Song of Mary. So Mary, the mother of Jesus, sings a song that is recorded in the Gospel of Luke, proclaiming all of these amazing things. And it's known as the Magnificat. And this little piece of it right here, starting in Luke 1, 48, is our guiding scripture that will be with us for the whole month. This is Mary speaking, Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him, from generation to generation. Now your version, your translation of the Bible may say from all generations or from one generation to the next, but the point is still clear. Mercy, love, and grace have entered the world through Mary. Now I wanna talk about one thing real quick, this word fear. So his mercy is for those who fear him. Now. We say words that don't always mean the same thing. Yes, this word, this Greek word, phobio, sounds like phobia, right? Yes, means fear. But also, it is a term that means in awe or reverence. So when we think about it in this way, we are in awe and in reverence of God and in Jesus. If God's mercy is the same today as it was 2,000 years ago, how do we stay in awe of Jesus, stay in awe of what God has done? We tell the story. We tell a story that matters. We tell a story that has the same power then as it does now, a story of promise, the promise that is meant to be lived out and passed on from generation to generation. This word generation is important. The Greek word genea, or the root of this word, generation, gen, origin, birth, all of these things are from this word. But not only that, so not only this thing that's gone before us, not only this thing that happened a long time ago, but generate. The thing that we are going to do now, what are we called to do now? Relive this story. Make sure it gets into our bones. Live out the life and love of Christ in the world. While we think about the stories that have gone before us, we are called to do something new today. Think about the story. 
Maybe your parents or a friend or a pastor has passed down something to you about this story. Who are the ones that you hope to pass it on to? So that's it, right? Oh, wait, we have scripture for today too. I was really excited when I saw that Pastor Evie believed in me enough to start our new series, that I would be the one bringing all of this Advent in to the church and making it um, begin for you all. But then I looked at the scripture that is supposed to be preached on today. Does anybody know how the gospel of Matthew begins? I'm like, great. We're gonna, I'm going to get to meet Mary. I'm going to get to talk about Mary. I'm going to get to talk about Joseph. Oh, I might even get to talk. Maybe maybe if it's a little out of, out, of, out of order, I'll get to talk about the wise men or the shepherds. A record of the ancestors of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Abraham. Preaching a genealogy has to be a form of pastoral hazing right? How, how am I supposed to preach a genealogy? Well, I feel like the only way we can, get through with, we can get through this together is with a little bit more gravitas. So I think we need some music and I think we need some effects. Hit it. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar, Perez was the father of Hezron, Hezron was the father of Aram, Aram was the father of Amenadab. Amenadab was the father of Nishan, Nishan was the father of Salmon, Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David, the king. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the father of Abijah. Abijah was the father of Asaph. Asaph was the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the father of Joram. Joram was the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotham. Jotham was the father of Ahaz. Ahaz was the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh. Manasseh was the father of Amos. Amos was the father of Josiah. Josiah was the father of Jeconia and his brothers. This was the time of the Babylonian exile. After the Babylonian exile, Jeconia was the father of Shealtai. Shealtai was the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the father of Abud. Abud was the father of Elikim. Elikim was the father of Azor. Azor was the father of Zadok. Zadok was the father of Akim. Akim was the father of Eliud. Eliud was the father of Elizar. Elizar was the father of Matan. 
Matan was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Christ. So there were 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 generations from David to the exile of Babylon, 14 generations from the exile to Christ. We did it! We got through it together! <laughs> Uh, wait till you hear the second ancestry and the ancestry of Luke, the ancestry of Jesus. Joseph strikes back. But seriously, why do we need to spend an entire week? We get 52 weeks a year to preach. And we're going to spend one of them on a genealogy? Could you name 28 generations in your family tree? I asked a couple of people on staff if they could. Here's how far they got. Okay, um, Ezekiel and Lazarus are the sons of Evie, who is the daughter of Sharla, who is the daughter of Vincent, who is the son of Maria and Vincenzo. That's all. <laughs> Alessandra, daughter of Brandy. Brandy, daughter of James. James, son of Peggy. And Peggy, daughter of Elizabeth. Oh, wow. Okay, so Logan is the son of Rachel, is the daughter of Bill, is the son of Gerald. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. My uh, aunt on my dad's side does genealogy, so they, she may have, uh, I may have cheated a little bit, but uh, I, I did get quite a bit farther than uh, some of our staff did. But uh, that's okay. This is really hard. So here's, here's my genealogy. Matt Thornton is the son of Mark. Mark is the son of Robert, the son of Paul, the son of Joseph, the son of Miller, the son of Peter, the son of George, the son of Anthony II, the son of Anthony I, the son of Justice and High Sheriff Francis, and the son of William the Immigrant. As it goes back farther, they get funner names, right? They get more things like things put in front of their names, titles go, that go with them. William the immigrant was born in 1620, and he was the person that immigrated to America from Europe in my family. If you had my daughter's name to that list, she was born 402 years, 13 generations later. 402 years. Now, I think that helps us understand why it's so hard <laughs> to think about some of these names. There is a story being told here, something that really matters. It's not simply just saying names. An immigrant, a justice, biblical names in my family. Repeating names. These links create a chain that connect all of us. They connect us through history. What story now back in the gospel is this gospel writer trying to tell? Before typing, before the printing press, before paper, someone thought it was so important that they wrote this down. They started with Abraham. They knew their audience. 
He was talking to Jewish people and trying to help them know that this was in the line of Abraham. It's authenticating who Jesus was. They call back to the prophet Isaiah, who believed, um, who was believed to be prophesying, Je- prophesying Jesus in Isaiah 2, speaking to the house of Jacob, who of course was from Abraham. Abraham was a nobody. A nobody who had faith in God and chose to live out that faith in the broken world. Not only was Abraham a nobody, but some of these people aren't even in the Jewish record. Now, that doesn't mean that these are not real people. It's just further proof of God using normal people to bring about God's promise in the world. The gospel writer also uses five women, which, as you heard in mine, were only men. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, Mary. These are named people in these. It was an important bit of inclusion. It's not just guys that are important for fulfilling the promise of God. Also, some of these people are Gentiles. That means they were outside of the Jewish world. They were outside of the Israelite people. God is not only using the Jewish people to bring forth this promise. God is using all of us to bring forth what God is trying to do. Something else that sticks out to me is this family tree is messy. We have difficult, complex generations like David, who was, quote, a man after God's own heart, but also kills Uriah because he wants to marry Bathsheba. His son, Solomon, had a whole host of issues. But this is a glimpse into the difficulties of life. We don't just get to pick where we came from. Our situations do not necessarily define how God will use our life. And there's always room for redemption. Last thing here, elephant in the room, This genealogy is through Joseph. If we're to believe that this was the son of God, why would Joseph be the line that we're tracing? Joseph is literally Jesus' adopted father. Why should we care about this genealogy? This is pretty close to home for me. I was adopted to Mark and Holly Thornton in 1989 at the age of two weeks old. Until Nora was born, I have not spent a second of my life with someone that was biologically related to me. Am I not part of Mark and Holly's genealogy? Of course I am. I'm part of their family. Were they not faithful? when they chose to take on a child who didn't have a home, when they could not have children of their own? My link in their chain may look a little different, but it is no less strong. 
Just like the blended family of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, God is showing us yet again, God's promise can be fulfilled by all people, no matter where you come from. So why do we spend an entire Sunday talking about a genealogy? Because we are called to tell the story, every story. We remember those who have come before us. We write down their names. We remember them. We thank God for them. And we vow to do our part to carry on that tradition. We not only look at the generation, but we generate. We bring forth something new. So somebody looks back at us one day and writes our name down and is thankful for us. The genealogy in Matthew, your genealogy, is a way of saying she was faithful, her son was the real thing, his son stayed the course, his daughter did the right thing, and her son was faithful. These long lists are signs of hope. Signs that nobody will be forgotten. Hope that average people living normal lives, not known for being heroes or coming from wealthy families, will have a part in something bigger. We preach genealogies because genealogies tell the story of promises fulfilled. Will you pray with me? God, throughout space and time, we return to you today to retell your story, to retell our story. Each and every one of us has a story to tell, a story of struggle and loss, but also of hope and life. Help us to not grow tired of returning to the place that you broke into. Help us to not grow tired of returning to the place that you broke into this world, not for by force or power, but through a child. Give us eyes to look back to generations before us and to generate your story anew through this season and generations to come. Amen.